Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. I'm Michelle. And, oh, we've got a movie for you today, folks. We, we do. We have it's, a movie. Are we a, sure it's a movie? I mean, it's, they filmed it, so, uh, but yeah, <laughs> we're, oh, oh, man, we are talking about Love Wedding Repeat. Love Wedding Repeat came out on Netflix in 2020. Yep. It stars Sam Claflin, Olivia Munn, Frida Pinto, Eleanor Tomlinson, Joel Fry, and Ailing B. Ashling. Ashling B, sorry. Uh, it's directed by Dean Craig, also written by Dean Craig, who, important to know, wrote Death at a Funeral. How? Really? No, no, no. I, I think this is Death at a Funeral at a Wedding with some stupidity thrown in. But this is Death at a Funeral at a Wedding. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I mean, it's been a while since I've watched Death at a Funeral, but I remember that being so much better than well, this bullshit. No offense to certain people in this movie, better actors. True. Also, he wrote Caffeine. I don't know if you remember the movie Caffeine. A friend of ours in college, Danny, and I watched it. But anyway. I'd, who was in Caffeine? I don't remember now. It's been a while. I want to say like Sean Patrick Flannery. I don't remember who else. I, I want to say that's Oof, who. That, I want to say. But anyway, uh, it was based on a French film called Plan des Tables, which uh, by Francis Neef and Christelle Renal. I think that also kind of. Mm-hmm. This does have French farce and British farce written all over it. It has an IMDb score of 5.5 out of 10. It, that's, that's 34% too- on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, that yeah, that's more like it. Um, Yeah, okay, and so like... <sighs> Like, Frida Pinto, I know from, like, Slumdog Millionaire mm-hmm. and The Immortals. Uh, Eleanor Tomlinson, which is, she plays the sister. Mm-hmm. I've seen her in a few British things. And of mm-hmm. course, I like Joel Fry. I like Ashley. Yeah, B. like, Joel, Joel Fry, I know him. Like, he's in the movie Yesterday. Yeah. Um, Ashleen B., love of my goddamn <laughs> life. She She's an Irish comedian, and mm-hmm. I see her on a fuck ton of panel shows. Yeah. And then, and then there's also a guy, uh, you didn't mention him, but, mm-hmm. um, his name is Tim Key. Yeah. He plays, he plays Sydney in this movie. There's a reason I didn't mention him. Okay. I did not like that character. I went to pretend oh, it didn't exist. Oh, I absolutely hated the character, <laughs> but I love Tim Key. The, the actor seemed fine. It was just he, a... <laughs> So, um... I blacked out when I... During, like... during quarantine, like, during, like, the early days of quarantine, you know, I'm talking, like... April 2020, you know, April into May 2020, and I got into is a British show called Taskmaster. There are now many versions of Taskmaster all around the world, um, and some of them were okay. Others are absolutely terrible. But <laughs> um, the um, but it's literally like you get like a group of like. It's like five or six comedians. They are given. They're like locked in a house for a weekend, basically, and they're given stupid tasks. It's like they walk yeah. into a room. There's an egg in an egg cup, and the task is the fastest to eat this egg wins. <laughs> and so you have one guy who runs into the kitchen, scrambles it, and downs it, and like it goes through everybody. And finally, it gets to the last guy, and he just says, "Fuck it," cracks the egg in the egg cup, and just downs. That's it. what I was waiting for. Exactly, yeah. but. Tim Key is in the first season of Taskmaster, and he is a goddamn madman. 
when it comes to all these tasks. And then I find out after watching the show, he's actually like the co-creator of Taskmaster. Well, that would explain. Yes, he's the co-creator and he like... And like, and he's like, he's the quote unquote like task consultant. Like he helps like <laughs> come up with all of the shit they do on the show. And I just absolutely fell in love with him because he is just goddamn insane. <laughs> and so to actually see him in an acting role, I'm like, okay, this will be different. Tim Key is great. I fucking hate the character he plays. And it, like, okay, I think Sam Claflin does what he can with what he has given. Yeah. <laughs> I, with all due respect, do not think Olivia Munn is a very good actress. She was fine. She's fine in this, but, like, I've, everything I've seen her in, I've never, like, she's never, like, the standout performance. She's never, like... She's one of those actresses that, like, I know I've seen her in stuff, but she's never really particularly been a stand... Like, I was going through her IMDb, and I'm like, yeah, I've seen that. I don't remember her in it, but... Well, like, the new X-Men movie, one of the new X-Men movies, she played, like, Psylocke or something. Okay. Like, she was, so she's done action stuff. I think she was more known for, like, nerdy shit. Like, I think she was on, like, G4 back in the day, don't quote me, which was a, a game television network. Oh, okay. Um, But, like, Olivia Munn is, like, supposed to be, like, this, like, really... I'd have to ask Josh. He would know better than me, probably. But, like, I think she's, like, supposed to be, like, one of the, like, hot nerds. Mm. of the time if i remember correctly i probably remember incorrectly let me just (laughs) glance at something real quick and make sure i'm not completely off my yeah but like and like sam claflin does what he can like i said i they also i think there was a couple of mistakes in this movie plot wise yeah um with with what they decided to do it's just the movie is all over the place it's just it's Mm -hmm. kind of it's just a mess Yes. And the fact that Do you want we... to give the synopsis before we go yeah, much further? I, yeah, I didn't know. I was waiting on you to... Yeah, since yeah. We were, since we were talking about Olivia Munn, I was kind of just placeholding. Yeah, the ahead. The synopsis of the movie is different versions of the same day unfold as Jack juggles difficult guests, unbridled chaos, and potential romance at his sister's wedding. I mean, yeah. But it takes us an hour into the movie... My before problem... we get any of those different versions of the same exactly. day. Exactly. Like, my problem was I wanted to see more versions of the same day, and I wanted to go, and this is how it actually happened, or something like that. Like, I wanted it to be a... Be... I wanted it to be, like, Clue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, because that's, that's kind of how they they play it off. And it just... You know, I will say, like, I don't know why this just popped into my head, and it, we will absolutely get into the I was car- right. She was. She started off on, like, X-Play and okay. uh, E3 stuff and game oh, ga- okay. uh, Attack of the Game on G4. That that was, like, one of her big, like, where she kind gotcha. of started. And then she's also been, like, modeled in Tokyo and stuff like that, yeah. too. But she's in fashion stuff in Tokyo. Well, but yeah. and, like, Eleanor Tomlinson, I've not seen her in anything. Um, well, I, know she, I know she's in Poldark. I've seen Jack the Giant Slayer. And I, I don't remember her in it, but I have seen Jack the Giant Slayer. It's been a bit. I've not it's seen been that a minute. One. I wanted to. I just never yeah, got I around think, to it. Maybe I didn't see it. I think I saw it, like, on a free weekend or something back when I still had, like, satellites. So it's been a while. Yeah. Poldark, I've seen, like, previews and stuff with her in it. I... I've tried to watch Poldark twice and fallen asleep during the first episode every time, like both mm-hmm. times. So I just haven't. I've, I've not attempted Poldark yet. I, like I said, I tried. I tried it twice, and I like 
the main guy in it. So I was like, I like this. And then I just zonked. Like, <laughs> just... And I don't think it was necessarily the show's fault. I think it was... I was on allergy meds one of the times I tried it. And it's just one of those things. But I... I I just think Olivia Munn is... She's fine. Like, I like her as a person. Let me make that really clear. I like her as a person. Mm-hmm. I just don't really... Like, I haven't seen all of X-Men Apocalypse, but I've seen bits with her, and I'm just like, okay. And then I saw this, and I'm like, eh, it's, so, it's okay. I mean, she's beautiful. But... Honestly, like, I think I think the acting in this movie is fine. fine. I think the script is fucking terrible. I think it's not great. I think it tries too hard in places. Yes. Um, there are parts of it that I think are, are good. Um, they're, they're, like, brief shooting stars one of, of a moment that happens. One of the reviews I read said basically fast forward to the last time that Joel gives the not Joel, what is his name in there? Uh, Brian. Brian gives the the speech. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, that's fair. I have They're... problems with the sister character. Yeah. I don't I don't like <laughs> how that ends. Yeah. Because it's real unresolved. Yeah. Um, the movie is not resolved either. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, the like which day happened? Just whichever one I feel like? Yeah, apparently. Because let me tell you, I think the first one. Yeah. I mean, except for I don't want Roberto to die. But other than that... <laughs> it just... There are, there are definitely farce points in this movie. And during the first hour, I when I remember the guy wrote Death at a Funeral, I really felt that. Because mm-hmm. you've got, like... There, there, there's one poor Englishman trying to get through the day <laughs> yeah. that he needs to get through. There's a family secret that needs to remain hidden. Yeah. There's, there's somebody jacked up on, on, on something, on substances, multiple substances. Yeah. In that I mean, case. like Brian a couple of being, different people. Yeah. Brian being like knocked out is a piece of it, but then also you've got Mark who's high. Oh, he is coked up to his eyeballs. I believe that's actually what she says. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so you've got you've got Mark who's who's coked up to his eyeballs. You've got you've got the Brian being in the first hour. So so like for me that felt like a farce. Like I was like, okay, this is this is British farce. Yeah, that wasn't what I knew I was signing up for with this mm-hmm. movie. But okay, sure. Mm-hmm. I wanted more. This is so weird. I wish it was more of an about time situation. Mm-hmm. In in that poor Sam Claflin, Jack mm-hmm. is the one doing the like yeah. choosing to go back like, in time. Like if it was like if it was about time, if it was like. Honestly, I think this would have played better if it were a Groundhog Day scenario. Yeah. Like, I, because we're the only one that experiences all those days. Yeah. So it doesn't work in, in a weird way. It doesn't, it doesn't work because it's like, well, what was the point of showing us any of this other stuff? Yeah, exactly. Because it doesn't ultimately do any, doesn't tell us anything about the characters really. We, we get basically two versions of this day. Mm-hmm. There's, there's the full. I wish we got more of the other versions because they looked really funny. <laughs> there are a couple of them, yes. Yes. Um, the because we get like the entire hour, like we get like the first hour of this movie of, and the thing is, guys, this movie is only an hour forty. Yeah. So an entire hour of we get the first day, the we, the wedding day. Oh uh, yeah, we get the wedding, and here's how it all plays out, and then the and then we get like the clue kind of. It's it's narrated, but the but yeah. what if it happened this way, and and so then we see like very briefly like thirty seconds 
of each of the other versions yeah like here's 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 like one combination of the day and then oh here's another version and then and it all plays out so quickly and it's all it's all just taking place at the table yeah it's none of the other stuff that happens and then suddenly it's the oh but what if it was this and eventually you only have one one chance left yeah and i was just like but I was see because I was like, okay, it could be really funny to see all the farcical different versions. Yes, but you're only showing us two. Why those two specifically? It, what? What? Why are those the two that you choose? Yes. Well, in in the case of of about time and like Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. the the kind of time loop or the time travel like reversal, whatever. Yeah, we're introduced to it super quick. Like, within, like, the first ten minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. This takes us an hour to get to that. And, and like, the other thing is, the differences in the day rely on the people. Yes. This doesn't. This relies on a random chance that no one knows about. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, there was a movie called Melinda and Melinda um, that I used to own. And, essentially, it's, like... Why does that sound so familiar? I've probably watched it with you or told you about it. Um, it had Will Ferrell in it. It had Umber Hills. But the, the, it was an interesting idea. Basically, like, you take the same synopsis and uh-huh. give it to two different writers. One's writing a comedy, one's writing a drama. Oh, okay. And then you see what happens. I, yeah, okay. I do remember you talking about I don't, this. I haven't owned it in a really long time. I got rid of it a long time ago because it's only so-so as a movie. But as a, like, idea, it's, yeah. it's an interesting idea. And but they made it into a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like eh, that doesn't work as well for a movie for a writing exercise or mm-hmm. a, or you know a, a theater exercise. It's, it's like literally like you're talking about this, and I'm like this exactly like one of the things that what's his nut would have had us doing in one of the theater classes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that would have been fine. This is just this was a film version of it. Mm-hmm. But it, once again, you came down to like you're basically watching two short films mm-hmm. because that neither of them really. Neither one affected the other. Yeah, and it's the same thing with this. Only they're the voiceover person is choosing what we get to watch. It's I it, I have it's it's like know. it vague like the voiceover it it felt a little bit like they were going for like Francis McDormand as God yeah. in Good Omens, and that would have been more interesting. <laughs> Like, like, had the narrator had anything to do with the rest of yes. the movie? Because it's literally just and like the the voiceover is called the Oracle. And, and so, okay, so this yeah. is, we have this voiceover telling us about That's chance. That's how the movie opens, yeah. Yeah, it's how the movie opens, like, telling us about how, you know, everything relies on chance, and, you know, how everything can be different if, you know, all, just all these kind of things. Yeah. And it, it, but the narrator, like, is not, like, a character in the movie, mm-hmm. it's just literally... This voice that has nothing to do with the rest yeah. of the film. Yeah. And I don't get me wrong, some of the voiceover is great and it cracks me up because because the narrator is like the actual like the the voice actor doing it is like an elderly British lady who kind of sounds like Judy Dench. And yeah. so some of the stuff she's saying is hysterical. Oh yeah, what's said is hilarious. And like some of the like like because the voiceover it starts it is is a good like I was like okay I see where we're yeah. going with this but I once again I thought it was gonna and this is probably where I have my problem I want my protagonist to be the one solving the problem yes not 
children playing at a table. Yeah. That's not because it it just it, I, okay and like I get what they were going for because yeah. because the children like playing at the table that's like that's the sliding doors effect absolutely yes it's literally it, it's, the, the random chance of whether you make the train or you don't exactly it's what it comes down to but and okay. if you want to do that only show us those two versions don't yes. give, don't tease me in the middle with really funny antics yes because watching I wanted to see Jack get high on cocaine like that would have been hilarious <laughs> and he's making out with with rebecca like i yeah. want to see what's i want to know how these things happen yes exactly like i want to know and, and so like giving me that tease in the middle or toward yeah. the end i was just like but i, I want to i want to follow the timelines like yeah i'm a i'm a sci-fi person guys i want to know all the permutations yeah. i want to know all the alternate world versions so yeah, I, I so because like the movie opens with that voiceover, yeah. and then we get Jack and what is her name, Dina. Dina. I thought yeah. it was Tina the first time, but Jack and Dina in Rome. Which funny that we're doing a Rome movie right after doing Roman Holiday. Yeah, I was like, had, wow, had no clue. That two this, that this two was... ends of a spectrum are these. Oh my god. I mean, okay, I will say I don't think this is summer catch bad. I don't think it's summer I, catch it's bad. It's not summer catch bad. I I had to think about it. It's for not a summer second, catch bad. But it's not summer catch. But bad. anyway, so and and Rebecca and Jack are clearly they've been spending time together. They met through well, her sister or through yeah. his sister. Hold on, I I want to give just to um oh, oh sorry I'm looking at my notes now. Mm-hmm. When you are the only person who's going to understand this, unless our friend Dana <laughs> listens to it. Um, but the fact that when this movie opens and like we're getting some of the opening credits and we get the title card, this is Tempo Productions. Oh, I died. I did. I, I, I meant to say something that about and that. In my notes, my note just says Tempo Productions. Oh, fuck me. We didn't know like, it was an omen. We, we did, did not, not know it like, was an omen. I, I like say like as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this yep. is gonna be yep. bad. I almost texted you when I when I started the movie. <laughs> To tell you, to tell well, you that, and I didn't. Um, but the, like, I I want to kind of give the like the opening, like, so we have this oracle, the the voiceover saying, "A wise person once said about love, we live in a universe that's ruled by chaos and chance, where it takes or where all it takes is just one moment of ill fortune for all our hopes and dreams to go right down the shitter." So that's how the movie opens. And then we get Jack. He's trying to, like, psych himself up. To, like, he's had this great weekend with Dina. And and he's yeah. trying to psych himself up to, like, it's like, okay, like, now's your moment. G- just kiss her. Whereas my brain immediately goes gallivant. But, you know, this is your moment in the sun. Yeah. And so he, he like, they're walking around Rome. They're, he's got to go catch his, his flight. Yeah. And they're having this moment in front of a little fountain. It's cute. He's getting ready to go for the kiss. And a twat from the... Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's Greg? the other. That's yeah, the other. Um, uh, yeah, we have this this old university friend of Jack's comes in. Like it's like, oh my god! Like, what are the coincidences of running into you here? And then and he literally like walks up as they are leaning. Yeah, for the kiss, and then which makes you a jerk, and then promptly like embarrasses the shit out of Jack. Yeah. Um, but hey, ran- happy random happenstance. Greg is also on his way to the airport. So hey, buddy, I'll take you there. We'll just go together. We'll go together. And, and okay, so let, Jack, let Jack me... is like, yeah, let me. Okay, let me say my goodbyes. Greg's like, okay, cool. And then just stands there. Yeah. 
and, and eventually, like, they shake hands. He walks away. And the voiceover tells us that the, he's a coincidental twat. And yeah, I lost the, it. I love yeah, that. Yeah, the, the oracle says, so with the coincidental appearance of just one twat from the past, Chance comes along and gives Love a massive kick in the ball sack. And again, the fact that this woman sounds vaguely like Judy Dench yeah. just makes it hysterical. Oh, yeah. I, I love the narration parts. Yeah. But, but so then, then we get, like, the opening with shots of Rome. And I went, oh, hey, this takes place in Rome. That's funny. <laughs> The fact, the fact that we get like this one opening song, and then I think maybe one at the end mm-hmm. is like the only thing we get really with lyrics, and then the rest of the score of this movie is just well-known classical music. Yeah, annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> because I assume it's because they had no money. I know, and I think that's why it annoys me. Of, I'm like, you You could have, like, surely, there because a lot of the time, and this is what, this is, I have an, I have an irk with using classical music in, in films and television and things like that. If it is something, like, specific, like, to the character of, like, for example, it's not a great movie, but, like, Sleeping with the Enemy... Mm-hmm. The abusive husband that Julia Roberts is running away from, the man has a hard on for anything by Berlioz, and he listens to it all the time. And so that fact is brought up at the beginning of the movie. And then at the very end of it, when he hunts her down and he's lying in wait, she comes into her house, and suddenly the stereo comes on, and it's Berlioz. And it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. But. To just or have... when you're using it for comedic effect. Yes, like using it for comedic yeah. effect. Something well like... known for comedic effect is fun. Like okay, like using dun, 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 dun. Yes, exactly. Like a sudden dun, dun. like a sudden sting of Beethoven. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um a sudden sting of like of some Beethoven using like Flight of the Bumblebees and like a chase scene. Something like that is fine. Yeah, but But it, to yeah. have all of this overlapping classical music that all like bleeds into one another and it doesn't like It basically feels like what you would hear at like a wedding reception. And to be fair, that's fine. But because of the like the I think the nature pro- of this movie like needs different music, yeah. It all like it just makes an already weak script feel even weaker. That's fair. It makes it feel like, it, like it almost gives it like a student film feeling. And and this guy and has not directed a lot either. He hasn't. It just I don't know. Like it irritated me. And like and I like again you and using like Claire de Lune at the end of Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, there like, are moments like, where it's there, great. There are moments where it can be powerful and it can work. But when it is your entire score mm-hmm. yeah because you can't afford anything else i'm like there are parts of the i'm like it would have just been better with no music yeah because it all bleeds into one another it all starts sounding samey it feels like the wedding reception that will never end exactly but it all starts to it all starts to sound exactly the same mm-hmm. because they picked very similar types of classical music and so it all bleeds into one another and so we don't get any cues as to how the characters should be feeling in this moment because it all sounds exactly the same. That's fair. And and really, the only character that has, like, there are two characters that kind of have an internal life, maybe three. Yeah. But Haley, Brian, and Jack are really the only characters that have an internal kind of... Mm-hmm. Mark has a moment of it, I would say. Yeah. But for the most part, Haley and Jack have the most... 
the most in-depth mm-hmm. character development. That's the other thing. The character development in this movie is awful. Well, because there can't be any character development. And, and like, because if we're just going to repeat the exact same day, well, but, but with but with the characters not knowing it, there can't be any character. Well, it's development. not even. I don't even mean like that. I mean like development, like as what's like background. Like we get a little bit with Amanda. We know a very little bit about Amanda. Oh God, we know. Fuck, like we know, we fuck know all she, about Amanda. We know she dated him for two years. That's what I meant by we know yeah. something. Like we know a little bit about Amanda. We know nothing about Rebecca. Nothing we, about Brian. We, which uh, I wanted to know more about Rebecca and Brian. I, I was want, interested in I that story. To, I wanted to know more about Rebecca and Brian because literally, like, there's a huge chunk of this movie where Rebecca just drops off the face of the earth. Yeah, but also, like. The, why? Why is Brian Haley's maid of honor? That's what I want to know. I wanted to know why. I was interested. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm interested. Like, we're gonna find this out as we go. Why he's her maid of honor? No, nope. no, nope. no, no finding out whatsoever. Because the movie picks up like after the opening montage we, that kind yeah, of it's, it's three that years kind of later. doesn't belong. By the way, like I I love it because I love seeing Rome and I think Rome is mm-hmm. beautiful. But it literally is there because Rome is beautiful. It has nothing to do with the it has, story. It has the no- fact that the story takes place in Rome means nothing. Yeah. Like, except it, for the fact that Roberto is Italian, which it could take place in the Italian countryside for all we know. It, the, the yeah, the fact that... We only that... see the house that the wedding is taking place in, or the building that the wedding the is building, taking yeah. place in. So it picks up with, it's, it's, it's Jack's sister's Haley's wedding day. Now, I am going to say this, because I have a nitpick in movies that, generally speaking, the wedding dresses suck. Okay. Like, generally speaking, they're not, they don't look comfortable, or they're hideous, or, like... What was it? It was Castle, I think, the show Castle, where she was supposed to have like the most beautiful wedding dress ever, and I was like, "That is garbage! Like that is so ugly." I I only watched that episode like one time, and it was when it aired. I remember she ended up getting a different dress. Yeah, like the fan outrage was real when they showed us the dress she was supposed to have. I don't remember. And it's just like I I I am a sucker for a dress that is that. Makes you look pretty, but is movable. And they did that with this dress. Yeah. This dress looks very pretty, but all, and it looks gorgeous when she's moving. But it also doesn't feel like she's like Princess Diana and going to fall flat on her face if she with, tries to rush across a room. With like 18 miles of train. Yeah, there's, yeah. It, it's a small, it, like it, I, but it has the little princess like tool kind of on the side. I just loved the dress. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's very rare in a movie, especially a movie like this, mm-hmm. where I love any costume and I loved her dress (laughs) like it's gorgeous yeah her her dress is great like honestly like it feels like they probably spent most of the budget on the location and then the other part of it on the dress yeah um Um, but but yeah so it's it's three years later um we we hear how she met Roberto they yeah she she tells Haley tells Jack life is life's random isn't it one minute I'm exchanging obscenities at a stranger in a car park and the next we're six months on totally in love and getting married um we this is where we find out she's not been sleeping well lately so she's been taking these sleeping drops to help her Mm -hmm. and just a couple and it knocks her right out and we get the split second of development of they are orphans their parents are both gone yeah and because they they talk about how they wish dad mom could be here for this today and i i do like the understated way that is kind of done there Mm -hmm. because it's it's like we're not going to dwell on this we're not gonna be like i can't believe our parents died in a car accident (laughs) and we are trapped (laughs) like it's not i've seen movies where that wouldn't be out of place where it's like, you know, you open with a wedding. You're like, man, I wish my dad hadn't died of cancer four years ago. Like, right. This is like mom and dad are gone. 
And yeah. I wish it's exactly what you would say to a sibling. Like, mm-hmm. I wish our parent was here to see you mm-hmm. go through this. Or I wish that, you know, our, they could be here, but you know, I know that they love you and I'm glad you're here. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the relationship between Jack and Haley, which also c- kind of gives to the muddled message of this movie when we get toward the end. Because, like, it's brought up toward the end of the movie that Jack will do anything for Haley, which we have already seen yes. borne out throughout this movie. And they imply that it's kind of a bad thing, but, then, like, nothing comes of it. I know. It's kind of a weird... Anyway. Ugh. But so then Brian comes in. He's the maid of honor. He wants to meet Vitaly. He's this big Italian director. Who's, who's going to be at the and wedding. And Brian's yeah. an actor, and so this is his big chance. Like, he's got to go get a haircut. Me. Brian, it's the day of the wedding. Like, the wedding is in, like, hours. What do you mean you have to go get a haircut? Oh, I'll be on time. Don't worry. <laughs> Brian is late. Um, <laughs> Brian comes in as she's already in the front of the room. I do appreciate that they didn't wait for Brian. They're yeah. like, oh, fuck it. Brian's late for everything. Right. And, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, too. I felt like they were dropping fucks just to drop them. Yes. Like, absolutely. I, I have no problem with, with a well-placed swear. But this felt like... We can do this, so we're going to. Like, it didn't yeah. feel real some of the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sometimes it did. But a lot of times it just didn't feel real to me. I'm like, okay. It... I mean, it's fine. I, I didn't, it didn't, like, detract from the movie. It was just a moment where I went, okay. Yeah. Like, are we just, it's like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Like, it lose all meaning after the fourth, <laughs> 400th time you hear it. Like, because I'm... I like to say that I'm not careful with language. It's the wrong way to put it. But, like, I I like to... It, it, fuck to me is an emphasizer. Yes. Right? Like, so anytime you're just dropping it every other word in a sentence, unless it's, like, for real comedic effect, like, beginning of Four Weddings and a Funeral, because he's like, fuck, 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 relate, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, like, okay, that, That's yeah. funny. That's funny. Or, you know, things like that. This was just, like, it just felt weird. <laughs> It felt like we're literally doing this because we want to have a higher rated movie. I, if it, because they couldn't have done that if it had been a theatrical release. Because there's this movie should not have an R rating, and it would have. Yeah, just for language. That's it. The, yeah, it's. I'm trying. Yeah, like I definitely feel that way about some movies tonight. Because like yeah. I, I, I remember feeling that way about like the remake of It, of. And I'm like, okay, like, I get it. I'm, trust me, I'm like, I swore plenty when I was a kid mm-hmm. because, like, I was like, oh, I'm not around my parents, so I'm going to swear. I'm like, but I'm like, but like, these fucking, like, 10-year-olds are just, like, <laughs> dropping fucks. Like, like, okay, fine, sure. But, no, like, and I, to me, I didn't notice it as much. Just, I, it was just a few scenes where I was like... I didn't. Okay. okay. Like, I didn't care about the swearing. It was, it felt like it was weird and jarring dialogue. <laughs> does that make sense? Like, yes, the it dialogue, does. you brought up the script isn't great. The dialogue is sucky for most of the show, for most of the movie. Oh, God, yeah. Like, the dialogue is so weak. And I think, I feel like they threw the fucks in to make it stronger. And I'm like, that's not, that, that doesn't mean anything with dialogue. That doesn't help your dialogue. The, yeah, like really, like I didn't notice it that much because one, I swear a lot more than you do. You do, that's fair. But 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 also, just 
I think also just because having seen like several of these people in other things, that's fair, yeah. Like and having watched Ashleen B and Tim Key on like a dozen different panel shows, just hearing them like casually drop fucks everywhere, that's fair. I it didn't register as hard for me, but it wasn't like even bad. It, like I don't even I didn't have a I didn't have a problem with it. It didn't detract from the movie yeah. so much. It's just it felt like sometimes they were put there literally just to be there. Yeah, no, I and, and I, I don't. I fully agree with you. And the thing is, I don't, like, like if, if yeah, <laughs> swearing can be an art. Yes, it, it really. That's what can. I'm trying to say. Yes. Swearing can be an art, and I like language. Be artful with your language. Yes, if you exactly. have a shit movie, at least make the dialogue <laughs> good so that I am there for a reason. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Because, like, like, when she says the thing about kicking the balls, or, or the, the narrator says, you know, <laughs> like you or... You just come along and kicking the balls or, yeah. or the, the, it's just shitting you, or whatever. That's funny. Yeah. Like, I have no problem with that. It was just the way this was done was weird. Yeah. Like, like I said, I, I mean, we've watched a lot of movies with more swearing. It's not, it wasn't the swearing itself, it was the way it was employed. I was just like, okay, like... It's 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 my thing with gratuity. I think's what it is. Yeah. Because like I brought this up, I think on the podcast. I know we've talked about it. Yeah. But like I hate when you throw something in gratuitously. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fine with the sex scene if it if it's there for the story. If you're throwing a sex scene in because you want to get your rating higher, I'm annoyed with you. It's, Tell the damn story. It's the different. Like okay, um, sure. Like okay. Bridgerton, for example. Yes. Bridgerton, I'm like, it is, the show is based on a series of bodice ripper novels. If you don't expect sex scenes, you're in the wrong place. Exactly. Like, if you come into Bridgerton, like, not knowing that it's going to be sexy times. Yeah. You, yeah, you have entered in blindly, my friend. But if, like, they were to suddenly, like, throw in a sex scene and say, like, gallivant. Okay, that's just weird. Like a graphic sex scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like, suddenly, suddenly, like, after them making all these jokes about Game of Thrones, they become Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, you know, it just... And, and even there, it would almost work, because it'd be parody. But, <laughs> like, like, it would almost work. But, like, I, I've mentioned, I think I've mentioned on the podcast, I know you I've mentioned have. to you, that's why you I quit watching Game of Thrones, is I felt like they were literally doing mm-hmm. things just to get ratings, which I think everyone now knows is the truth, based on the final season. But <laughs> they did things for ratings, not for story. Mm-hmm. And as we have discussed many times mm-hmm. i'm a story girl yeah. like that is if you are doing stuff that detracts from the characters or the mm-hmm. story i'm gonna want to throw you out the door unless you give me a good reason not to mm-hmm. and like i just i guess that's what i was coming yeah. at with this it's like but it there, just... there's a lot in this, like now that you you've brought it up there's a lot in this movie that i hate because of the gratuitousness yeah because like this movie this movie was like oh the, all this movie is it's it's like it's a movie full of just it it's all like knob jokes like it's all Chaz Chaz is all an object. Th- this is like but I this do is I why, did like, find him interesting. I, I have things to say, but anyway, I see. To me, he annoyed me more than Sydney. I get that. I think Chaz didn't bother me as much because of the way it was employed. That sounds so weird. But like some of the times he did, some I, of the times he absolutely did. I definitely but kind of like fast forwarded through some Chaz scenes. It all came down to Chaz's insecurity, and so like I took it, and and the same thing with Sydney because I actually liked the 
the how do you put the punchline with Sydney? Not yeah. the punchline, but the resolution with Sydney, which is that he actually doesn't know these two guys he talks about all the time so well. Yeah, it's it's his insecurity, and that's what the movie is genuinely trying to yeah. be about. But it went instead of saying let's like dash this with salt, it drowned it. Mm-hmm. And like that's why I say be artful. I'm, it's and, and maybe I guess the language is just a piece of the same puzzle. Like the- because he's not. They're not. It's not even artful. That's the wrong word. I was like, there's nothing skillful about this movie. Every yeah. everything employed in this movie, like, is done so with a hammer. Yeah, there's no subtlety, and they're absolutely like the only subtlety comes from like line delivery and British farce, which is what this is kind of trying to be. French British farce. You need a little bit of that subtlety to give it a heart at the end. Mm-hmm. Like somebody in one of the reviews I read compared it to Four Weddings and a Funeral. And I think in places, I see where you're getting that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this, I think there is some good, like, ideas in this movie. It's just so poorly executed. But even, like, as much as I didn't like Four Weddings and a Funeral when we watched it. Yeah. I, like, it was fine. But it's definitely not my favorite yeah. movie, and it's definitely not my favorite Richard Curtis movie. About time. We already talked about uh, yes. this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, like, even that, like, amidst all the farce, we had, we had, like, moments to breathe. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have the, the fuck, 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 fuck of them trying to get to the wedding yeah. that they're late to. And then, you know, oh, then we have, like, a little bit, like, the slower comedy yeah. of him forgetting the rings and, and them, like, passing up whatever jewelry they can to the altar and that's but then we also you know we get to like the reception or whatever and so we have like a moment to breathe of him and Andy McDowell and like them meeting in like an actual genuine moment and so this movie it's literally just an hour of stupidity and like just just nonsense yeah and then it ramps it up and then all of a sudden we like come to a standstill at the end of the movie. Well, and then like they had moments that were trying to be serious, mm-hmm. and and they f- fail kind of spectacularly. Like we'll get there, but Olivia Munn talking about her mom's death. Like I wanted to feel for her in that moment, but the focus is all on him falling asleep. On him falling asleep. But like even her starting to cry, I was just like. But that, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, we're... You would have to have a talented, a very talented, skillful actress. And Olivia Munn's not there yet. I'm not saying she can't get there. I'm not saying she's not a good person. Nothing like that. But... But, but see, to me, like, I... Be, the way that that scene is set up is that the entire focus is meant to be it's on supposed Jack. supposed to be on him, yeah. It's, it's supposed to be, funny. to be on him falling to sleep. I, I just... I was like, we're not meant to care. Well, but we are a little. Let me, let me, let me, because, yeah. uh, because we don't look at him. Granted, I knew the joke. I saw the punchline a mile away. Like she's saying this beautiful, sweet stuff and is about to lose it. And he's snoring. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that was coming. I like, I mean, yeah. it's pretty telegraphed, but we do, fo- the camera does just go in and focus on her while she's talking about getting over her mother's death. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're supposed to feel in that moment, the music swells a little even, like we're supposed to feel and I got nothing mm-hmm. like because we've already heard a little bit about her mom's death previous in one of the other floops. So yeah, I don't know. It just, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, we, it's, it's the day of yeah, Haley's it, wedding. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of cut through it. Um, yeah. Haley, basically like this wedding is taking place in Italy and this, like all of the guests, it's basically like Roberto's family and friends 
but she has like, like her little eight, like eight or ten Americans. Yeah, she or not Americans. She um, she English has speaking. her little congregation of English people, and she has put them all at the same table. Mm-hmm. And so that means Jack is going to be sitting with his ex girlfriend Amanda. So we cut to Amanda and her boyfriend Chaz. Um, Chaz proposed to her like six months ago, and she keeps putting him and off. And she keeps putting him off. So he's he's a bit of a grumpy bunny, and he's insecure because he's he knows they're going yeah. to a, to the wedding of of Amanda's ex boyfriend's sister. Yeah, because Amanda and and he were together. Amanda and Jack were together for two years. Mm-hmm. So like that that's a lot of history. Yeah, and then then we are introduced to Rebecca, played by Ashleen B. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. It, we get some of the, like, the awkwardness of, of... Did you dump that wanker Chad? Glad you dumped that wanker Chad. Oh, this is Chaz. Um, that, like, it, I, but the thing is, like, they're, because, like, they're playing it up of, of them being, like, of everybody just being stupid because, because um, Rebecca is saying, oh, I'm so glad you moved on from that last guy you were seeing. What was his name? Chaz? You know, oh, last time I saw her, she was like, oh, God, I'm seeing this dickhead. And then Chaz says... I'm Chaz, and Rebecca's response is, "Who's the other Chaz guy?" She's like, "You did it two, two Chaz's, Chaz's in a row? row," and then like she gets distracted because now we introduce Sydney, Sydney who's there in a kilt, even the, though he's not remotely Scottish. I really got tired of the kilt joke. Like, oh, early. I did too. Um, like fast. <laughs> I oh, me too. Um, but um, so then we introduce Sydney and. Sydney and Rebecca, like they kind of they kind of go off and then and then Chaz and Amanda are walking into the venue and Chaz is like like so who's the other Chaz guy? And I'm like, dude, okay. Yeah, Chaz is an idiot, as as comes to be throughout the thing. And then he also anyway, so then yeah. we also get like the wedding. Jack and Haley have like a sweet sibling moment where she tells him Dina is coming. Because she's, I, I do love like their sibling dynamic. I will yeah. say, I think it's really fun. And then he talks her off the ledge because she's about to run, and he talks her down, and they get out there and they have yeah. the wedding. Brian shows up late, but they get married, and then we go to the reception. Yeah, and then yeah, we have Sydney approaching Dina and making very awkward small mm-hmm. talk. Now they're wedding buddies. Um, um, Brian panics because Brian didn't know he had to give a maid of honor speech. Mm-hmm. Um. Rebecca kind of horns in on Jack and Brian. Rebecca has a thing for Brian. Yeah. Brian does not have a thing for Rebecca. And so he's trying, like, he's once trying. again, like, awkward is the buzzword for this movie. Yes. Because they play up, like, literally my note is, and things are awkward. Again. Yeah. And then Jack spots Dina. makes Goes a to re-meet Dina. Yeah, go, like, they, they kind of stammer a greeting. Um, and then, oh, and then we get Haley taking p- pictures and with Roberto and his family. Yeah. And then she tells Roberto, nothing could spoil this day. And I went, cue problem. Yes, exactly. Like, that's um, the other thing. It's so on the nose. And sometimes that can be funny. And then sometimes it's just too much. Oh, well, okay. It's, it's even, it's, <laughs> Roberto and Haley are having photos taken and she says, nothing can spoil this day. And then hard cut to a man in a cab snorting cocaine. cocaine. Which is funny. If it wasn't so, like, if everything in this movie wasn't so on the nose. it Yeah. It's literally... Yeah. It, again, it's just, everything in this movie is a hammer. Yeah. So, this is where I meet Mark. Mark shows up. Haley sees him get out of the cab, dashes away from Roberto to talk to him, and she's like, Mark, go away. And, the answer is no, yeah. go away. And 
Mark, Mark tells her, like, oh, I know you had to go through this facade, but I'm here now and I'm ready for us to be a happy couple. I am already in a happy couple with my husband who is just in the next room and I told you several times I am not interested. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's like, but because you thought that I didn't really love you, but now I am proving that I do by doing something properly romantic and I'm just like, fuck off, mate. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Um... And then Dina and Jack, so she interrupts Dina and Jack to, to yeah. pull Jack away and gives him, and, and she's like, give me my pills, give me my pills, and tells Jack kind of what's going on, that Mark has shown up. Because Mark, that stalker from when you were at high school, she's like, yeah. So, okay, I wish that was the whole uh-huh. plot with Mark. Yeah. It, like, if, if Mark had just, like, turned out to be, like, a Ted Mosby. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I wish. That I wish. Been- so hard because they root for me. They really hurt. I would say ruin. They really hurt yeah. Haley's character. Oh yeah. By what they do. But anyway, so she's, she's like, make sure Mark stays away from it, from Roberto. Oh wait, I have my sleep drops. Put them in his drink. Knock him out. Yeah. Roofie Mark. And he goes, this is, this is wrong. This is not okay. You're my brother and you love me. Do what I'm telling you to please. And Roberto shows up about that time. So she leaves. He is, trapped into this situation where he feels like he doesn't have a choice i'm just like randomly thinking i was like would i roofie somebody like i don't have siblings but i'm like would i roofie somebody yes you would (laughs) i would with the sleep drops yes absolutely Uh, yeah with with the sleep drops like for a split second i was like had i had the opportunity Uh like to roofie a specific person at a friend's wedding to keep him away from a friend oh i would have done it exactly Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking of another thing, but sure. To keep re- someone from thinking that it was about them, it wasn't their wedding. Uh. Oh, God. I had not thought of, I had not gone there. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of he who should not be named. Oh, I knew what you were talking and, about. Yeah, yeah. I was like. <laughs> I, I knew what one, you were talking one of, about. One of a couple, he who shall not be named. There's many. But. <laughs> we have a list. We have a list of Baltimore's guests. But anyway, the, um. So he also he goes and dumps the whole bottle in instead of like three well, drops. She she tells him, yeah, it's like they're you know they're, it's really strong, only use a couple of drops, and we see him like dump the whole bottle basically. I mean, it's literally like. Well, she said like, use it sparingly because I've only got a little. So I thought that was going to come back into play. Yeah, it didn't. No, I went put a couple of drops on all the English speakers' glasses and just call it a day, man. Like. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be awake for this either. Let's just be honest. Yeah, you want to see Dina, but you don't really want to be awake yeah. awake for this. But so he puts the, the drink. He pours. Because like, Roberto has seen Mark and yeah. she can't explain who Mark is without causing problems. So Roberto's like, well, your cousin didn't come. We'll just put him in her spot at, at yeah. the English speaking table. So Mark actually does have a place card now. So, you know, Jack knows where to put the drops. And he puts them in the glass. The children come in and mess it up. They yes. mess up the place cards. Yeah. And, and this is where we get another interjection from the Oracle. The Oracle says, do you know how many different ways eight people can sit around a table? No, don't try to work it out. It's really complicated math. You won't be able to. But there are thousands. Trust me. Look it up later. Anyway, the point is something as seemingly insignificant as where we're sitting at a table is actually chance dictating whether love will succeed or fail. I have a problem with that, but that's fine. Um, So they sit on the table. Brian is now sitting with a spiked drink, drinks Mm -hmm. it before Jack can get there to stop him. 
Yeah. So Brian drinks the spiked drink. Well, yeah, and it's it's because Brian, like Rebecca, because the kids fucked with the place guards. Yeah. Rebecca is now seated next to Brian, and Brian starts like Brian just downs the champagne because yeah. oh fuck, now I'm sitting next to Rebecca. I've yeah. got to have something to get through this. Yeah. And Amanda, the the evil ex girlfriend, is sitting next to her ex boyfriend Jack. Yeah. Chaz is on the other side of the table. Dina is next to Sydney. And mm-hmm. we begin the day, kind of. like, Yeah. And we find out so, Dina is a war journalist who was kidnapped. Sydney makes that boring. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, basically, like, implying that it's her fault she got kidnapped yeah. because she was there. Yeah, Sydney's, Sydney's, um, yeah. But yeah, but no, what's really interesting is the fact that Sydney is in car insurance. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I literally wrote shut up Sydney like three times because oh, I, I actually yeah. wanted to hear the story of how she got out mm-hmm. of being kidnapped but because she was kidnapped in Afghanistan well that was kind of your fault for being there so we have awkward table talk time basically yes lots of awkward table talk uh, table talk um, Jack kind of goes to make his move and he asks Dina if she wants to go up to the bar for a drink <laughs> and so Sydney thinks that this includes him too um, and then this is another like problem that I had with the movie. Like, okay, obviously we as the audience know Brian has been given the sedative and we see Brian kind of yawning a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but and Jack keeps kind of looking over at Mark, but Mark is fine and doesn't notice that that Brian is mm-hmm. like that Brian is yawning next to it. Yeah. And so obviously like so Brian keeps still trying to psych himself up to go talk to the filmmaker Vitelli. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, so we're going, like, one of two things is going to happen. Either Brian is going to go talk to Vitelli and, like, sleepily, like, slur his way through it, or Brian is going to, like, miss his chance with Vitelli because he's asleep, and mm-hmm. then he will slur, like, sleepily slur his way through his maid of honor speech. Like, one, one, one or, or the other. One or the other. We get both of them. Yep. Because this movie does not know how to do... They don't understand portion control. Yes. <laughs> like, they're at a buffet, and they think they're supposed to have everything. Not you just take a little bit of, of yeah. several different things. It. It's the buffet of many lands. Sorry. Um, but yeah. But, the, but yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's too much. And so we get him... Um, we get him like having a hard time um, talking to uh, Vitelli. Vitelli, yeah. And then Jack manages to get rid of Sydney, and he. Um, okay, I did like this moment. Yes. Because, um, because, because Dina says to Jack, she's like, "Okay, you know, oh, catch me up on the last like three years of your life. Yeah. You've got like ten seconds." And so he does, and um, and then. Um, in the midst of this, we have Mark sneaks off to do another bump of mm-hmm. cocaine, and then he goes off to find Haley. Um, Mark is refusing to listen to Haley and keeps insisting they're meant to be together. Um, and he and like and he tells her he tells Haley the connection between us is just undeniable. You're just scared to tell Roberto, but it's okay. I mean, he does need to know. So either you tell him or I'll tell him. But then we cut back to Jack and Dina, and Dina is now it's her turn, and she's catching up mm-hmm. Jack on what's happened to her in the last three years. And she says, "I was a foreign correspondent. I went off to some very horrific places. I saw a lot of people get shot." 
I was kidnapped, came back home, my mom got sick and died. I found out my boyfriend loves having sex with anything with an available orifice, so that's it. And and then Jack says, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And she says, oh, that's okay, it's life. No, I'm sorry, it was 12 seconds, so <laughs> you lose. I did love, like, that. There's yeah. a couple of little moments with, yeah. with Jack and Dina that that are just, that are... They're very easy and they're very fun mm-hmm. because when they kind of get reacquainted earlier on, you know, she's talking about like, oh yeah, you know, my boyfriend cheated on me. So I decided, oh, I can either go home and kick the fuck out of him or I can come yeah. here to Haley's beautiful wedding and have a good time. And he's, he's like, well, you do still have to go home eventually. He's like, yeah, I go home on Tuesday. I guess I can kick the fuck out of him then. Yeah. And, you know, like they do have these kind of like little moments. I, like... I think some of it comes down to Claflin does have some some charisma. Yeah. It's just, this is not a good script for him to have to carry. Yeah. And he's supposed to, like, carry this. It, like, it's written as an ensemble, but he's supposed to carry it. Yeah. It doesn't make, it doesn't really make sense Which, as a to story. be fair, Four Weddings and a Funeral does that, too. And and so does, like, Death at a Funeral does a little bit yeah. as well. Yeah. Because that lies very heavily on Matthew McFadden's character. Yes. Um, of him be the one like trying to navigate everything and there were definitely moments in this movie that i was like that sam claflin i'm like yeah this has some definite like hugh grant energy he has some hugh grant energy like i would love to see him get like an actual like like, good script like a properly good romantic movie (laughs) one of the reviews i read for this one of the reviews i read for this said don't watch this go watch him in love rosie it's so much better oh fuck no I mean, it is better better, than this. But I don't know that it's what I would say go watch. But but yeah, so then... But then, like, this is where, um, you know, Jack notices, oh, fuck, Mark's still awake. Yeah. And so Haley tasks Jack with keeping Mark away from Roberto. Um, To which I said, because this is before I knew things, just tell Roberto. Like, tell Roberto that you have a creepy stalker. and, And that, you know get security to remove him mm-hmm. like it's not a big deal to tell your husband that yeah. and then i find out things later yeah but i still think it wouldn't have been a big deal to tell roberto like there's a guy here that i used to have a thing with a long time ago or that used to have a thing for me a long time ago and he won't leave yeah and he's clearly high can you please remove him mm-hmm. like there's nothing wrong with that yeah at all I was really annoyed about the lack of communication in this movie uh-huh. but uh, i'll yeah. get there even more in a minute um then uh, we get um um, just the random nonsense that happens in this movie. We get an attractive woman mm-hmm. comes to talk to Sydney, but he's too preoccupied with his balls. With because he because he's wearing this kilt that isn't that is is chafing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we get Chaz confronting Jack. Oh yeah, about the size of his dick. Yeah. Because that's become because a whole thing between him. It's his insecurity. He's really insecure yeah. and. Amanda has implied that Jack was better in bed than Chaz. Really, Chaz more inferred it than she implied it. Exactly. The, th- but, the idea that you, is like Amanda is a bitch and likes to let him wind himself up. Also, Amanda is not over Jack, Jack no, at, not all. at all. And and so just this whole thing of like finally Jack just says he's like like you think I wanted to sit next to my ex-girlfriend at my sister's wedding I'm not a masochist yeah like Jack is very like very firmly telling Chaz like we dated for two years until we hated each other yeah so you hate her I just like her like I don't hate her but I just like Like her her. like we don't get along 
yeah. and just storms off because he's like, I'm done with this conversation. But yeah, but it this whole thing just becomes excruciatingly painful because Chaz just keeps talking about their dicks. Yeah. And and, and so uh, So but, then uh lost my spot. Uh oh well, we this, find out he he grabs Creepy weirdo is what I Jack, call Mark for the Mark, early parts. Mark approaches, starts to approach Roberto. So yeah, Jack, Jack like, grabs, grabs him. him and pulls him away. And um, and then this is when like Mark says that he and Haley shagged three weeks ago. Cause he, well, because he's like, you and Haley, there's nothing between you. There'll never be anything between you. You need to move on. He's like, oh, if that's the case, why did we shag three weeks ago? And you see like the, oh, I'm going to kill her. And he goes, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, yeah, we shagged three weeks ago. Da, da, da. And... And then he tries to like take off again. I loved this moment. He's like, "Okay, this is happening." And yeah. He just like <laughs> hand over Mark's mouth and drags him down the hallway. Gets Mark to help, or gets, gets Brian, Brian to help, to help him. him. They shove the dude in a cupboard. They, yeah. Put a table in front of it. Like that moment, I loved. That was genuinely funny when he's just like, "This is happening." Yeah. This is happening. <laughs> I have like, to, this is just he just resigns is, himself to the fact of like I'm going to have to kidnap and like like and restrain someone for my sister this man yeah just for my sister because she needs me to um, um but and then this is like um let's oh where so um so yeah they they lock Mark in the cupboard um and then Jack, like, he go he goes to find Haley. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Chaz is demanding an answer from Amanda, like, wanting, like, wanting to know, like, why won't you marry me? And is it because of Jack? Because, you know, Jack says he hates you. And so now Amanda's pissed. She's like, he what? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Dina has gotten, like, a... Oh, that didn't even happen yet. So we have the, the maid of honor speech has to happen. It, yeah. Well, um, Jack, he goes and confronts Haley about Shaggy oh, Mark. Yeah. And she says, well, it was an accident. How the fuck do you have sex with someone on accident? Which I was like, thank you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, she went to the pub. She was stressed. She got drunk. They yeah. started talking. They did shots. And one thing led to another. And no, Mark that's still a, not a good excuse. And Mark has apparently been obsessed with Haley since they were 15. Yeah. And she doesn't want to tell Roberto. I have more issues with that. Mm-hmm. Than the fact that she slept with him. Yeah. Tell your freaking husband he deserves to know. Mm-hmm. Just say it. So the maid of honor speech has to happen. And she's like, just keep Mark away from away from Roberto for the rest of the thing. Yeah. And Jack and... is like, I'm going to do the big brother thing and protect her. But this is not cool. And so he gives a slurred Brian non-speech. A, a very slurred Like speech. sentences. It's not even yeah. a speech. And he's basically like his stream of consciousness is speaking to the microphone like Vitaly prick give me a a part in your play or your show and da 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 and then he sees the cake come in he walks over and just takes the top layer and eats it and and you know once again Jack trying to be the consummate big brother goes and grabs Brian hauls him out of the room yeah while he's doing that Mark beelines for the microphone yeah some random woman has come in and freed Mark yeah and so then... Because he was being... Yeah, he was yelling, so someone heard him. So yeah. he beelines to the microphone, and instead of, like, making a heartfelt confession, just says... Announces that, that he and Haley shagged. Haley and I shagged. And Roberto is understand... Like, at first, they, first they, they handle the problem of tackling Mark and dealing with Mark. Well, Haley just, like... like they throw She him, loses she it. She yeah. wails on his ass. Which... He did it at her wedding. I would do it, too. Yeah. But... And so then Roberto, like, looks up at her, like, kind of, is this true? And she doesn't deny it. And Roberto's 
off like a flash and she chases Roberto down. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like Dina has gotten actually before even the, the fighting Dina, happened. Yeah. Dina has a work crisis. So she's got a, there's a hurricane in Mexico. She's got to go cover. Yeah. So she's leaving. Um, so we have this like madhouse farcical moment. Yeah. Roberto well, and, and yeah. And in also in the midst of this, um, Jack is trying to talk to Dina before she leaves, but then Amanda storms in and demands to know why Jack hates her. Yeah. They have a tiff that ends with her headbutting him and breaking his nose. Yes. And then she says, yes, Chaz, I'll marry you. And, and, and like, Dina's got to go. So and Dina's Dina like, has I, to leave. Bye. And, and then Roberto and <laughs> Roberto and Haley make it up to like a t- an upper floor and they're talking and, and he's like, no, this, and she's like, can we just talk about this? He goes, no, this marriage is over. And she, I guess, t- does she push him? No. She, she, like, like, he just overbalances. He, yeah. yeah, he just overbalances. And he goes ass over tea kettle off the wall. All over the balcony. Which is like two or three stories high. And it freezes as he's like going off the balcony. It freezes of, yeah, of Roberto in mid-fall. And then this is where we get another voiceover from the Oracle. And there you go. One bit of bad luck, and it all goes tits up. But what if things had gone differently? There's a lot more than one bit of bad luck in this oh, whole God, thing. Yeah. But um, but what if things had gone differently? Remember what I was saying about the thousands of ways eight people can sit around a table? And so this is where we start getting, like... The different so permutations. We see, like, it rewinds. And we see Jack putting the sleeping draft into the champagne glass. And then the kids messing up the place cards. And so now it's Rebecca who's asleep. We see Chaz... Uh, propose like on his knee proposing to Amanda and she's backing away. Um, Mark gives uh, Sydney cocaine. Brian is hugging some Italian woman. And then we see like Jack just kind of carrying Dina off. Like it's just, it's so random. And at like, one point, like Jack is making out with Rebecca. Well, that, that's the next yeah, one. And so next then one. It, it rewinds again and um, it rewinds again. And so now it's Amanda who's asleep. Chaz is showing off his dick to the old Italian lady. Yeah. Um, rewind again. Dina is asleep. Uh, Jack does cocaine with with Mark and ends up making out with Rebecca. We have a Haley and Amanda just get into a knockdown drag out fight. Um, rewind again, and now it's Sydney who's asleep. Mark <laughs> gives the old woman cocaine. Um, and then we have rewinding again. Now Mark is asleep, but Dina still, like, has to leave. We see her still leaving Jack. And then finally, finally, this is okay. Apparently, this is how everything was meant to be. Everyone is seated, like, Jack is next to Dina. Um, Chaz and Amanda are seated next to each other, and Sydney is between Brian and Rebecca. So great! This is how it was all like everything should have should have happened, and so we get the, the only thing is he's that Jack is now sitting where the the sedative was. Yes, and uh, so we get from the Oracle, and then finally there's just one last hope that it might all go right, and Jack drinks. The sleeping draft, like, realizes what's happened, and then he goes to throw up. And that's a whole scene I don't even care about. I, it's, yeah, it, there's a bit of it in the trailer. Yeah. And, yeah. Basically what happened, like, I'm just going to very quickly sum it up. What happens is, um, he can't make himself throw up, so he's trying to get Brian to help him and have Brian stick his fingers down his throat. And I'm like, why? Why is this a thing that any person would ever do? Yep. 
And I mean, they must be real good mates, but we don't know that because we've never been told anything about their past. Anyway, I know. <laughs> the I thought this movie might go into flashback at one point, and that would have been so lovely. There's so many things that would have been better. Yeah. But yeah, this whole scene of like, so Jack can't make himself throw up, and so he tries to make Brian help him. And then it's a very awkward and compromising and very uncomfortable position that they're in while they're trying to make this happen. Uh-huh. And then Dina walks in, sees the whole thing. To check on him. To she check was on him. She walks in, and none of this is in any way funny at all. And at this point, there's still a goddamn half hour of movie left. <laughs> but Kia, it also doesn't matter. It, it does. It ultimately does not matter. They sit back at the table, and he goes, can we just forget that happened? And she goes, okay, sure, I guess. Like and at first she says tell, no. He tells her he, what he he tells her. It's a funny story, and I will tell you about it, just not today. Well, and and because at first he's like, can you just forget about? it? And she goes, it's a pretty vivid picture, so yeah. not so much. But then finally, like, okay, fine. So they start talking, and he starts yawning as she's telling the heartfelt story of her mother's death from cancer and how she's still not over it and she'll probably never be over it. And she breaks down into tears. He starts snoring. She gets pissed and goes to the bar to get shots yeah she storms out and goes to the bar brian keeps trying to wake him up um mark sneaks off to go to Haley, Mm -hmm. and then sydney intercepts dina Mm -hmm. at the bar again um and amanda sits down next to jack and tries to like talk to him about things that are going on and he's still asleep and he won't talk to her so like this did make me laugh where she twists his nipple to make up like Sam Claflin's not horrible at physical comedy. No, but I, like I, I like Sam Claflin a lot. Yeah. I just wish he was in better movies. I know. <laughs> like I've seen The Hunger Games, and he's not awful in The Hunger Games either. But he always has to play this like shallow type character. Yes. Until it's just it's annoying. Anyway. Well, um, and then we have finally, you know, Jack. Um, he goes and intercepts Mark with Roberto, but he falls asleep again. And so Brian drags him outside. This is where we get Brian telling Jack that he can't keep putting everyone else first. Which And so it's like, okay, so this is going to pay off in some way. And it doesn't. It never does. Because uh, I wrote it down. I was like, oh, here we go. He says, you're always getting Kate Haley out of trouble. You can't keep putting your, everyone first. you got to put yourself first. Yeah. Which I guess kind of comes to fruition in that he doesn't stay at the wedding. Yeah. He chases Dina. But at the same time, like, you get the uh, this is going to sound cold. It's his sister's wedding day. Yeah, he put someone else first today. Sorry. Yeah. That's the way it is. That's the way it works. That's how anyone who <laughs> has ever had a family member get married will tell you, or friend, that day is not about you and your needs or wants. Like, it's not about getting you laid. It's about getting them married. Yeah. And, like, that's just my opinion, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, but so apparently then, Jack, but, like, that does give Haley, us yeah. that one piece of background that apparently he always fixes Haley's messes. Yeah. Because Haley actually says at one point she's a loser and well, cause it, it, it comes happened, up again. Yeah, yeah. It happens right here of yeah. Haley, like, you know, Bri- I, Brian and Jack are having this whole conversation yeah. and then Haley comes along and, um, and basically takes, takes, takes Jack and, and this is where like, she, you know, she, she takes him around to this secluded area and then that's where she confesses to shagging Mark. I do appreciate that she confesses it in this version. I do too. In this timeline. Um, and you know, they kind of had this moment and she's upset, you know, and Jack tells her, you know, well, if, if Roberto can't forgive you, he's like, don't worry. He's like, you know, I'll, 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 I'll be, still be here. Like, I'll still be here. And he's like, I will always be around for you. I loved, I do love that. But at the same time, it's pretty much exactly the opposite of what we were just told in the last scene needs yeah, to I happen. 
<laughs> so and, it's like, oh, and, so they're just going to keep this toxic sibling relationship forever. And he and he tells her, he says, I think you and I have the same problem. We're just afraid to let a real relationship happen because we know how easy it is to lose the ones we love. And it's a sweet idea. It is. If it was given more merit, I I'd be know. so happy. <laughs> like, if this were... Okay, so we've talked about four weddings and a funeral. If this were four weddings, like uh-huh. something like that, I mean, because we also talk about fic. This could be a five things fic. Yes! Like five times that he didn't get together with Dina and one time he did. The, oh my fucking God, this could absolutely that's, be a five and one Like fic. I feel like that's what this is based on. I know. But a bad one. Because like you also need some like background fleshing them out so we understand that like he's, the reason well, okay. he didn't kiss Dina is because he's scared. We didn't really get that. It's more like he got interrupted. Yes. Like it, they kept being interrupted the, every time. And then Haley, we don't get that. We get that right before she walks down the aisle, but that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Other than like, oh, she was stressed, so she slept with Mark. But that's yeah. once again not an excuse. But but she's like, and he tells her she she does need to tell Roberto, and she's like, I know. Eventually, I'm like, no, no, not eventually. You need to after the wedding is over. Like, I will let you finish the reception, but girl, <laughs> yeah. you should not have your wedding night until you talk to your husband. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> like, just so we're clear. But. Um, but yeah, from, so from here we get like one of the moments that I genuinely enjoyed mm-hmm. in the movie between Brian and Rebecca, mm-hmm. and this is literally like again like Rebecca has been. Gone I want the for, Brian like, and Rebecca story. Oh, I do too. They, but literally like Rebecca has been like just vanished for like a huge chunk of this movie, yeah. and now uh, Brian uh, find you know Brian comes up to Rebecca and he he wants to know why she's into him. And, and he says, you know, why do you like me? I'm a totally self-obsessed, neurotic mess. And she says, I suppose I don't really mind those things about you. She says, don't you think I'm a bit of an idiot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a massive idiot. Yeah. But I suppose there's one or two people who would say that I'm a bit of a massive idiot. So you being a massive idiot is sort of what I actually like the best about you. I suppose what I'm saying is that I just like you for being you. Yay. And and he says, I don't think anyone's ever liked me for just being me. They usually like me for who I pretend to be. Well, with me, you don't have to pretend. And once again, have we had any background of Brian being pretending to be this person? The closest we have is the Vitaly stuff. And even that doesn't really work because we never see how he would have approached Vitaly sober. Mm-hmm. Like if we had seen like in one of those cutscenes, him approaching Vitaly. And yeah. talking to Vitaly and us seeing that he was trying to put on this successful, that would have been one thing. Mm-hmm. But we don't see that. Yeah. We literally never see him pretending to be someone he's not. I know. But he's... Well, th- we can't see him pretending to be somebody he's not because we don't know who he is. Exactly. But anyway, so but, I do like they, them kissing. Brian, yeah. yeah, Brian kisses her and then, you know, they, they end up like making out. And then Jack talks, tries to talk sense into Mark. Yes. And He's Jack, like, just, Jack tells Mark, yeah. I know how you feel about Haley, but maybe some things just aren't meant to be. He says, what I do know is that Haley deserves to be happy, but she's happy with Roberto. Like, if you really, truly care about her, please let her go. And it's time for the speech. Yes. And this time Brian gives a very heartfelt speech about how love the person you love the person you're with for being them. Yeah. And just like, you know, just like Roberto and Haley, just like me and Rebecca. And I went, whoa, 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 Bubba. You kissed one. You, you, you made out a little bit. Like, let's yeah, slow that love I roll. I do love it in this moment. And Rebecca's like, face. <laughs> I do. 
I do love that in this moment while Brian's giving his speech, Jack is kind of like standing yes. off in a doorway and he's like, he's drinking espresso to like yeah. to try to stay awake. And when, when Brian says, you know, oh, and that's what Haley and Roberto have. And that's what I have with Rebecca. And Jack does a spit take. And there's this little old Italian woman who has just kind of been here at this yeah. wedding and keeps like randomly happening. And she happens to be in frame. She, yeah. She happens to be in frame when a lot of things are going on. And she's standing in front of Jack and he does this spit take. And basically, I don't, I don't speak Italian, but it's basically, her reaction is basically like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and he's immediately apologetic. That is a good spit take though. Oh, it's a really like, good spit like, take it, it i love a good spit take like a good one <laughs> and that was that was a that was like that was it was like a like four stars on that he spit was like take a fire breather like, with because like, the only thing we've seen with them so far really is that like rebecca he knows brian and rebecca kind of get brian kind of gets annoyed with rebecca because she's always yeah. all over him but it it I love that, like, Brian has now opened his eyes to, oh, she actually likes me. Yeah. She doesn't like this persona I put out there. So, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. I love her, too, then, because she loves me, which isn't a great reason to love someone, but sure. Yeah. (laughs) And so he gives that speech. Yeah. Well, also, kind of in the midst of all of this stuff happening, we have Sydney approaches Jack. And and basically, like, Sydney is just kind of, like, asking for advice. Mm -hmm. And... And, and, and like of how to like, you know, talk to people and, and basically like what Jack tells him is, is like, you talk too much. You need to stop and actually listen to what people are saying. Don't comment, like stop interjecting all of the time. It's like, and literally like stop talking, just listen to people. Um, and he's like, you know, and, and don't tell any more stories about, Jeff and Jeff Jim. and Jim, and he goes, "Oh, but you're, I know you guys are really close, but we're not. We're not very close. I guess I just tell people that because I want to sound like I'm more popular than I am." And yeah. he's like, "Sydney, like you see this like look on yeah. on his face of like Sydney, man, come on." Because the reason that they know Sydney, we don't know the whole backstory, mm-hmm. but he apparently used to be flatmates with Amanda, and and maybe maybe when Amanda was with. Uh, Jack. Jack, they were flatmates. Because mm-hmm. when she introduced him, she says, "My, he, we used to be flatmates yeah. when Amanda introduces him to Jazz. So I'm like, I, I want to know how that, like, how does Sydney fit into their dynamic? Like, was he the one they found under the table one day? <laughs> like, in, for a funeral? Like, how does that fit? But anyway, Kind of. It was just curious for yeah. me. I, like, once again, I want backstories on these people. It'd be interesting. Give me ten more minutes of movie and some backstory. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with it. Even if it's just like hard cuts to like, we see like oh, two, like the How I Met Your Mother treatment. Like we yeah. see like a hard cut of like <laughs> what happened, you know, when they broke up and we just see like Amanda and Jack throwing things at each other. Yeah. Like that, that's all I want. When I say I background, know. I just want a little bit of like context to put these people into. But Mark ends up going up to the microphone yeah. and um... he starts to say something. And then he wishes Haley and Roberto the best and leaves. Haley chases him down and says, and, and actually, no, she just follows, follows him. Follows him, I mean. And yeah. yeah, she follows him out and they don't, like, they just have kind of like a silent conversation. Yeah. And then he leaves. Yeah. And she says his name and they just look at each other and thank you is implicit. Yes. And she goes back in and I got pissed because I went, no, Roberto needs to know. And everything we see with Haley after this point makes me think she is never telling Roberto. Oh, God, no, she's not. But um, it's not but fair. And then we have Chaz admits, you know, he thinks that he... Because Amanda's just should... staring out a window. Yeah. 
Chaz thinks that he and Amanda shouldn't get married because she's clearly not in love with him. Because during the speech where he said, where Brian said love, you know, you love someone for who they are and who they pretend to be. Yeah. Chaz got this like illumin like he got illuminated. Like he <laughs> the light bulb went off. Yeah. And that's when he walks so they break up and she's like, You'll make someone a really good husband someday. Oh no, she what she uh, says is someone is going to be so lucky only... to have you, especially with those awesome genitals. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. It, to to give it like the you know, dot on the you know, yeah, okay, we gotta come Whatever. full circle. And then uh Sydney meets Christina. Uh, yeah. Who was the woman from the first loop that he held her that he got to hold her drink while he was fixing his kilt? So they and he starts to tell the story. And he stops and he listens, and she looks out. Sounds like she's just as boring as he is, but she's a beautiful Italian woman. Well, so, and like literally, she starts telling the yeah. exact same. Like she works in a post office, and she starts telling stories about the people that she works with, just like he did with his coworkers. And we see Haley and Roberto being happy, well, and then, and, <laughs> well, we get yeah. Um, Jack so, catches Dina leaving. Yeah, yeah. Dina once again has to leave, and so Jack and she was her drunk, out. so she's leaving later because she didn't see the messages until later. Yes, because I wondered that. I was like, how are they I, getting around the fact that it's now nighttime? Yeah, it's because she's been doing shots at the bar yeah. for hours, and so she was like been drunk, rambling to people, and didn't hear her phone. Yep. And so, so now she has all of these like missed calls and stuff, and realizes, oh fuck, something's up. And now she realizes she has to leave. And so Jack kind of follows her outside and he apologizes for falling asleep. And then they kind of have a little moment and, and he admits, he says, I was about to kiss you that night. I just felt like there was something special between us. And I know this seems nuts because we'd only known each other for a couple of days, but I've never felt a connection like that before or since. And I had a feeling you felt the same. So I just need to know if I was imagining it. And she tells him, you weren't imagining it. I guess we just missed our moment. And she walks away. And he he sadly walks back in. Mm-hmm. Puppy Dog sits at the bar next to Brian, who's getting drinks for him and Rebecca. Yeah. And Brian's like, you just got to know when to let go. Like me in this acting thing. Like, I know I'm never going to be an actor. And as he's saying all these things, Vitaly walks up and like, here's my card. Call me. Let's get coffee. I have an idea to put you yeah. in my next movie, basically. It's like, I'm going to be an actor. <laughs> it's like, I'm back. Yeah. And, th- but he brings up the we're all lucky. Yeah. I do well, like that. Yeah, because what it is, yeah. is, um, is Jack says, well, at least one of us was lucky. And Brian says, we're all lucky. Have you ever thought about how, how small the chances are that you would be born? If just one thing in history had changed, just one of your millions of ancestors hadn't crossed paths at the exact moment they did, then you wouldn't exist. You'd never have even lived a single day. Did you just make that up? No, it's a quote from one of Vitelli's films. But it's true, though, right? It's pretty scary, if, uh, but if we're honest with ourselves, then it all comes down to chances. So I guess, or, and I guess life is about grabbing those chances when they come around. And Jack runs to chase Rebecca. Dina. Dina. I wrote Rebecca. <laughs> Jack chases Dina. But I also, if Brian were the narrator of this movie, yeah. this would make a lot more sense. Absolutely. But yeah, so Jack chases Dina. They have a, another almost interrupted kiss well, where he tells, yeah, I, I liked he, this too. He, ru- he runs, he's running down, like running down like this long driveway and then like down through like the streets of Rome and he catches up to Dina and like she's on the phone and she sees him and says, oh, I'll call you back. And she hangs up and he approaches her and... And they kind of give the like hi, hi, you know, kind of kind of thing. And then 
He's leaning. He's, he's reaching leaning, for her. Yeah. He's reaching for her and leaning in for a kiss. And some random guy walks into the frame and is like, Dina? Oh my God. Like, I did. How strange is it that we would run into each other here? And then this, I actually laughed out loud. Jack just looks at the guy and he goes, Fuck off. No, seriously, fuck off. And the guy's like, Jesus, like, walks away. The guy is really startled and it's like, Oh, oh okay. And they kiss, and the movie is over, but we see other versions in the credits. This shit was so awkward, yeah. I couldn't. I could not watch the There was a credits. couple of, like, funny-ish moments, but mostly it was really awkward, yeah. It just... It did show us bits of the other versions we didn't get to see, but, like, this movie was... There's a lot of ideas and potential that could have been really fun in this movie. Mm-hmm. Once again, I think if you took like an About Time version or a Groundhog Day version where it is Jack trying to manipulate events, mm-hmm. but as it is, you have no protagonist. It's, you have no, like, there's, there's no one driving the action. No one has any agency. Like, if yeah. everything is literally just comes down to chance, then what the fuck is anybody doing? Yeah. There? And. There's no action being driven. It's just we're seeing the same thing happen yeah. again. I, I wanted to like it. Yeah. I I wanted to because like again. Also, I'm going to state it out right. Jack and Dina don't stay together. Oh, like they no. don't they don't work out at all. No. They they have like probably a nice heated few weeks if she can get off work long enough, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like that they're they're a nice pleasant memory for each other of that time yeah. they took a chance, and that's it. Oh no, I I don't think. We don't know enough about either of them to know uh, the, if they what would we what we do know is that Dina loves her career mm-hmm. <laughs> and we know shit all about Jack. We don't even know what Jack does for a living. No, he's some kind of engineer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, like there's just not Yeah. I don't think that they work out. I, I just don't. No, they absolutely don't. Just from what we see in this movie, they don't have a lot of great chemistry. Which I don't, it's hard to put that on Claflin because I've seen Claflin have chemistry with nothing, basically. <laughs> but, I mean, but it could be on him, to, like, it could be on everything in this movie being weird and awkward. Like, this movie wanted to be a great ensemble for weddings and a funeral, love at, not love actually, but like, it wanted to be that movie and it just doesn't work. No, not at all. And it just, like, this movie is. And like we talked about before, like neither one of us are really into the whole like secondhand embarrassment thing. Yeah, that's all this movie was to me. There was a lot of there it. There was a. It's just a lot. Of, I thought that while I was watching, I was like, he is going to have some problems. Oh, with some I of this. had there. There was like parts of this movie that I like. I was like, okay, I see where this is going, and like I just fast forwarded to the end of the scene because I couldn't handle it. Like so, like a couple of times with Sydney, mm-hmm. um, specifically stuff with Chaz. It just, yeah, I couldn't handle it. Yeah, and I just, I, I could not. It was just everything hinged on, mm-hmm. and a lot of it. It was just, like, don't get me wrong. I'm like, I'm not above, like, a crass joke here and there in a movie. Yeah, um, but it was like sixty percent crass jokes. It was sixty percent. It was just. It was. That's all it was. Yeah, there was no. There was nothing skillful about this movie. Yeah. And and it all hinged on having decent actors for, like pulling off a really terrible script. Well, and like I said, I think if we had even a little bit more background about people, like we had some flashbacks, mm-hmm. we had maybe 10 more minutes at the beginning to establish 
like a little mm-hmm. bit more about people other than Dina and and uh, Jack. Yeah. Like if it was Brian coming up and interrupting their kiss. Mm-hmm. Then he could be like, Brian, you owe me because you ruined this the first time. Like, <laughs> something like that. Like, I, I wish that, that, that the people who interrupted them mm-hmm. had been important. But, like, yeah. and I get this supposed to be, like, random happenstance and chance and all that well, nonsense. But, yeah, like, and then, and you also that, are writing a script for a movie. Yeah. And the fact that we have, because, like, it all, like, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, it feels like it's also trying to be the movie Serendipity. Yes. Because in, in that movie, the random, the random happenstances they work in the favor of the characters yes. and they come along and help prompt change. Cause you know, cause like, I, but we also see him looking for that book yes, for a hundred years first. Exactly. Yes. Like, we, 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 we know see, he wants to desperately find it. Because that's the thing is like, you can't like you success is a combination of preparation and luck. Mm-hmm. You can't like have like a lucky moment if you're not prepared when it comes along. Yes. And so like, you can't like, you can't just depend on luck for everything. Well, and I see what they're saying about love relies on chance. Like I Mm -hmm. understand where that's coming from. I don't think it's accurate in this situation. No, because the Haley's love doesn't rely on chance. It relies on continuing to lie. Mm hmm. Jack and Dina had some timing issues that, honestly, I don't think were the issue. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot more to it. Yeah, they had a connection, but just because you have a connection with someone doesn't mean that that person is if, going to be your person. Like, yeah, you you can have like you can have a connection with so many people. Yeah, but they're in this instance where they sat at the table mm-hmm. didn't necessarily affect that. No. Their, their chance, quote unquote. No, it didn't. It has more to do with taking your chance, which is the point of the story is that Jack needs to take his chance. Mm-hmm. But they made it seem more like the point of the story was everything had to go just exactly right for these two people to wind up together. And I struggle with that a little bit oh, because I, I think people, I think I've seen people fight to be together and have to try a lot harder to be together. And I've seen better stories where people have to fight to be together. Yeah. <laughs> and I, but like, because you see that kind of stuff. Like, yes. It, it, now, if it was them meeting, like serendipity or something, yeah. all has to happen with them grabbing the glove at the same time. That is yes. chance. 100% yes. chance. Dina is friends with Haley. Yeah. This wasn't his last chance with her. <laughs> right. Unless Dina and Haley are going to have a knockdown drag out and not be friends anymore. Yeah. Or Dina's going to die next week because she's going to get kidnapped. Like, I mean, I literally, it's like they're good enough friends that she flew to Rome for her wedding. Yeah. This isn't like we're never going to see each other again. This is a, oh, I missed my chance at the wedding. We'll try again later. Like, that's that's it. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, to, like, I, you know. It's not like with Portings and a Funeral where they literally, she knew what, somebody on one side of the family and he knew somebody on the other side yeah. of the family. This is, we are, my sister is one of your best friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is not the first time you've flown to Rome to visit my sister. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me that this was, quote unquote, the chance. I know. I hate it. It's just, uh, what do you rate this movie? Two out of five. I'm giving it a two. I kind of want to give it lower just because how, like, I do, hate Do it. it. I, like, the, I debated, but it's not as bad as Summer Catch. It's Actually, you not... know what? Yes, it is. In aspects, it is. You know why? <laughs> you know why it's as bad as Summer Catch? I enjoyed it less. Really? Summer Catch had Christian Kane. <laughs> 
see, <laughs> being the, a dick. The, the reason why, but, I, and I like and I like people in in, in, in Summer Catch. Well, yeah, I, I love everybody in Summer Catch. Yeah. I just fucking hate the movie. Yeah, but and that's that's for I me. had more fun with it, even if it was they did have like it did have some equal awkward bits. Yes, but at the end of the day, I kind of liked that couple a little bit more. Yeah, even with the really bad characterizations. Yeah. So it may be just as bad. So maybe 1.5 is a fair rating. I was thinking, like, I was hedging on two. I'm thinking the only thing keeping me from giving this movie a straight up one is my love, uh, like, my my like and appreciation for Sam Claflin and my absolute love and adoration for Tim Key and Ashleen Bay. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) And Joel Key to a certain extent, but I've not seen him in as much. Yeah. But yeah, oh God. We hadn't had a real stinker in a long time. We had, that's fair. I will say this one did not enrage us as much as some other ones. No, have. that's I fair. Mean, and we've rated the ones that enraged us higher because we enjoyed watching them. This, yeah. this, a lot of it, other than the secondhand embarrassment, was kind of flat and nothing. It just, yeah. There was a couple of good spots here and there, but the problem, I would rather you be bad than be nothing. Yeah. And this, this has the audacity to do both. <laughs> Like, I remember, like, there was a podcast that I that I really loved, and a uh, podcast about pretense, and they used to talk about like the greatest sin a comedy can commit is like not being funny. Yeah, and that's like I kept thinking that in this movie. Yeah, of like, okay, like I see what you're doing, and you're trying, like, this just isn't funny. You're trying to be romantic, and it's not working. You're, you're trying you're to be, be funny, funny and it's, it's not, not working. working. The, you're trying I, to have an on, like, you're trying to make this an ensemble yeah. piece, and it's not like you literally like leave out an entire character for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. Yes, go ahead. The Jack and Haley is the thing that works the best yeah. for me. It reminds me. I'm going to go back to something I said about you, or uh, not some things, before he's at a funeral again. I don't yeah. know why. But the relationship between Hugh Grant's character and his brother. Yeah. I love that relationship yeah, in that absolutely. movie. And there's not a lot of time there's devoted not. to it. And I think I kind of feel the same way about Jack and Haley. Like, I would love to explore that sibling dynamic more. Mm-hmm. Like, if this wedding, if this movie started with her wedding and it falling apart... And then she and Jack having to pick up the pieces and Jack having to realize she's a full-grown woman. I have to let her go mm-hmm. and let her make her own mistakes. Yeah. That would have been a much more interesting movie. Mm-hmm. The, I honestly, the love story between <laughs> Dina and Jack is almost like secondary it, to everything else the, in this movie. The thing like this movie, it tries to borrow from so many other influences. Yeah. But it doesn't take any of the things that made those other movies special. It's fair. It's fair. And it just made some really awful pastiche that is just yep. painful to watch. Yep. So, do you have anything else to add, Dolly? That's it for me. All right, that'll get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. As always, we thank you so very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.